This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Has just announced more money for community and home care. This time it's an infusion of $155 million for this year. And this comes less than a week after a report from the Ontario Hospital Association that wait times in hallways have gotten worse, not better, since the PCs took power. As a matter of fact, there was a record high in June. The wait time to get into a hospital bed from emergency has grown to an average of 16.3 hours. Remember, one of Ford's key election uh, promises was that he would eliminate hallway medicine within a year. Joining me now, Health Minister and Deputy Premier Christine Elliott. Hello, thanks for joining us. Hello, Libby. It's a pleasure. Okay, so uh, $155 million. Just want to confirm, is that all new money? Yes, we made a, a budget commitment that uh, we've added to, actually. Uh, we've added an $11 million more. So we recognize that we need to invest more in home and community care services because they're all connected with the issue of hallway health care. And we are uh, focusing on that and putting money in, $45 million into innovative um, targeted models that are going to provide hospitals that have particularly difficult issues with hallway Way healthcare to make sure that they can start clearing those numbers down. Okay, so just just clarify for me how much of this is eleven million is new or? Well, we in, we indicated that we were going to um, spend um, one hundred and forty four million it as part of our um, budget commitment, but we're adding another eleven million dollars. So it's new, an additional one hundred and fifty five million new dollars. Okay, from the budget, a, eleven million. New now. Um, so you're talking about some innovative programs. Can you describe those, please? Sure. We've got um, several that uh, we're working on. One is with um, Sunnybrook Hospital for a home and community hub with a, an integrated um, allied care team that's present in the emergency department to avoid admissions and ensure patients have the necessary supports to be discharged home. So that can happen um, in the emergency department. But there are other programs that are happening at um, Unity Health, North York General, Ottawa Hospital, to make sure that when patients have completed their length of stay but require um, more a more complex plan of care than maybe some others, that they can be discharged home, that there are many people who end up in hospital for far longer periods where than they wish or that the hospital wishes because they need to be able to admit more new patients. So we want to make sure that people can go home. That's where they want to be, and we need to make sure that they have the necessary home care supports around them. So that's why we're investing much more heavily in home and community care um, because that's what patients want, but it also helps to relieve the issue of hallway health care in hospitals. So uh, is this sort of targeting the problem, like one of the big problems is that people are released and then they are readmitted because they don't have enough support at home? Sometimes that happens, yes. Um, but sometimes people end up in um, hospitals for very long periods of time because there isn't um, a long-term care 
placement for them. They're deemed to be uh, needing long-term care. But what we are finding with um, our reactivation care centers, and I was at Hillcrest today to make the announcement, is that once people are uh, discharged from hospital into these care centers and they receive some, some physical rehab as well as some social rehab, that they are finding that approximately 50% of the people that were initially deemed to be long-term care patients are able to actually go home. And I think that's really good news for people, uh, for the residents of Ontario, patients of Ontario, to know that you, uh, with the right supports, that you can go home. It's not necessarily that long-term care is going to be the only answer. Uh, by the latest numbers, uh, there are about 4,500 patients in this alternate level of care. They're occupying hospital beds that they don't really need, but they don't have a placement. So um, is this going to take those numbers down? Yes, yes, it will. It will. And one of the ways that we can do that, of course, is to build more long-term care placements for them. But it's also home and community care is also a key way to reduce those numbers by allowing people to perhaps go to the reactivation care centers and then home, or in some cases, just be discharged home from the hospital with those supports around them because they need to be safe and they need to have their health needs cared for. That's why we're really um, encouraging and and um, supporting more home and community care. And we're finding that the associations are working extremely well together. Uh, we had the head of the Ontario Hospital Association at the announcement today, the Home Care Association, Community Care Association, and uh, Registered Nurses Association of Ontario. They are all working collaboratively because they know that um, this isn't a solution that is only the responsibility of hospitals to deal with. All healthcare professionals are involved with this, and this is the kind of integrated healthcare that we want to see happen across the province as part of our overall plan to transform healthcare, but in this case, particularly to help end hallway healthcare. Uh, the report from the Ontario Hospital Association last week, though, uh I found it to be pretty damning. And they were saying that you know, hospitals have been on austerity budgets for about a decade. You have uh, health coalitions saying that basically these things, given, uh, you know, in, in the context of the demand that's out there, that, that these things are a little band-aids and kind of just wait till flu season, you know, that it's really going to explode as a problem. Well, I think that um, we all have to remember that um, this has been a problem that has been building for a number of years. Uh, this didn't just all of a sudden happen. And that um, I, I would take a look at the um, inaction uh, to some extent of the, of the previous government to build up long-term care beds to make sure that um, we have a robust home and community care sector to be able to work in uh, unity with hospitals hasn't happened. So these are new relationships that are forming, which to most people may seem a little um, unusual, but the reality is that in the past, it was almost a competition among home and community care, hospital care, 
and um, to see who was going to win out in a particular budget. It's not that way anymore. We want to make sure that we integrate healthcare for the benefit of the people of Ontario so that as they move through hospitals and then may need home care thereafter, that it's going to be there to support them. That's the idea behind the Ontario health teams is to make sure that people receive that care where they live. So this isn't something that can just be turned around overnight. We have been working on this for a period of time. There is no one simple solution, but we are putting together a series of solutions that over the next months, you're going to see things change. Uh, However, um, I think it is fair to say that flu season is coming upon us within the next few months, and we are working with uh, home and community care, long-term care, community care, hospitals to make sure that everyone is going to be ready for it because we know that hospitals are, uh, many hospitals right now are at over 100% capacity, that we need to make sure that people can receive the care that they need if they do experience the flu. So we all have to work together on this and that is happening. Uh- so, of course, people remember that your government uh, in the last campaign promised to end hallway health care in a year. You've had to walk that back. Um, so, uh, you know, what's your reaction to having to do that? And do you have an ETA, shall we say, for ending it? Well, we didn't, as our election promise, promise to eliminate hallway health care in a year. We indicated that we would eliminate hallway health care, and we are actively working on it. I get um, briefed on it daily. And so I would say that within the next few months, you're going to see changes. Is it going to be eliminated within a year? Um, I can't say that because you never know what's going to happen. We can anticipate flu season. I hope that there's nothing else that causes uh, people to be in large numbers in hospital. We want to see people stay out of hospital as much as possible. So we are working on it. We are looking at the metrics. There, Unfortunately, there weren't um, metrics in place when we came into office to be able to um, view this on a daily basis, but we've put those metrics in place now, and we are monitoring them very carefully. Okay, so so no idea how long it will take to get rid of this problem. Well, I, I would like to think within the within the year, but I can't guarantee that. All I can say is that's what we're working towards. Okay. Christine Elliott, thank you so much for being with us. And of course, we'll check in on the progress of this. Uh, I'm sure it's a very complicated process. Well, thanks very much, Libby. It's great to be with you today. Okay. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.